Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill Podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I literally sneezed the second we started the episode. <laughs> uh, and I, of course, am the, the picture of, of physical health. I think it's allergies. I've never been diagnosed by being allergic to anything, but I just sneeze, like, a ton uh, like, if I sneeze once, uh, I'm probably getting sick. If I sneeze a bunch of times, it's literally just allergies. So, uh, it was one big sneeze, and I think I'm dying. So, there it is. Well, we can only hope. It's true. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. What's new? I had I had an experience yesterday, Caleb. <laughs> I watched and live-tweeted yeah. all of He's All That. Oh, oh my God! Starring uh, Cobra Kai's own Tanner Buchanan. Oh, oh no! We'll talk about that later. But that was that was an experience that I had that uh, <laughs> at one point had many people questioning my sanity. You're you're stunning and brave. It's it's true. I don't know how are you doing after last night because you seemed annoyed, and even this morning you seemed annoyed. I was just really tired. I've just been really running myself down and not giving myself the time to sleep. But yeah, we were we were playing games last night. I just was having really bad luck and couldn't get anything going. So I just wanted to be done with it. And I was like, please, please sa- sacrifice me on the altar of my own inadequacy. God, strike me down now. Give me cancer now, God. Yeah. Uh, I felt bad because Jimmy did things and then I did things and then you would do things up to a certain point and then we would remove all of your things and then you would no longer be able to do things. That's fine. Sometimes it'd be like that. I do want to uh, change up our gameplay a little bit, though. We're We're talking about we do like a weekly magic game, but. I would like to do uh, some different different game styles instead of uh, just Commander every week. Mm-hmm. As long as you guys are into it. That's fair. Uh, I just I just show up to hang out and listen to you uh, scream and lose your mind. I just, there, there are things that I don't like. One of them <laughs> is when people take my shit. I don't like it in real life. I don't like it in games. There's a reason why Change of Heart got banned in Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, the other thing is uh, losing. You do hate to lose. Uh, it's my least favorite thing. What's my favorite thing? Swords. <laughs> Swords. My least favorite thing is Japanese ghosts. Oh, shit! <laughs> It always blows my mind that's Jake Johnson in that sketch. We really need to do our uh, fucking deep cut lore uh, episode so people know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, it's half true. The time. Now, 
I, I have several items on the docket. Uh, one being Zardoz. One being uh, cautionary tales of uh, swords. One being surviving edge weapons. One being uh, thirteen ghosts. <laughs> so we have we have content uh, ready. It's just sitting down to record it. I want to do Zardoz first because I I want to watch that and then just be baffled by what I'm fucking yeah. watching. I I'll be honest with you. I want to watch it again. <laughs> so uh that'll be for our patrons uh, patrons of the show can look forward to a, a lore episode on zardoz yeah i'm excited because uh after all this time after five perfect years uh you've given me the the tools to finally like bring the entire building down around me uh you told me it's okay if i go ahead and start shopping for a, a soundboard to use while doing the podcast. Yes. I'm so excited. Now, my hope is that you haven't found one yet. Uh, not yet. Alright, because you're but, supposed uh, to tell me so I can give you the keys to buy it with the show's money. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, everybody look forward to that. And, uh... Get ready to... <laughs> to cancel your... Uh, subscription to us, I guess. I don't know. You'd be like, this um, is what you spend money on. Oh, okay. So, so there's three things that I want. Uh, I've talked to you about two of them. One of them is just going to be an air horn going. Bur, bur, bur. One of them is going to be the Seinfeld bass riff, and then the third one, uh, because it's recently become relevant to us both, is going to be Gold Member saying, "Well, then I should push no pleasing you." Uh, that's... I'm fine with all of those. <laughs> Actually, I'm fine with uh, the, the first two. The third one, it, and as per usual, anytime you can just say a line from a movie, uh, and you want to play a sound drop instead, just say the line from the movie, it's funnier. <laughs> what if I play it and say the line along with it? That sounds like audio hell. <laughs> uh what if i like clip things that you say out of context and play them back at you oh and we confuse the audience entirely uh, <laughs> on, the, on the if i'm actually speaking or not i mean that sounds like a recipe for success i don't understand how uh that could possibly go wrong <laughs> oh fuck uh i'm excited though I think it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, as those in the business would say, Hundy P. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean, I'm the only person that says Hundy P. Or at least I'm the only person my age who says Hundy P. Here's one with four and a half stars for 150 doll hairs. That's cheaper than I thought. I think you have to get a mixer, too. Because otherwise it would just wind up on the same track. We don't want yeah. that. So it's got a... <laughs> okay, this this actually is kind of funny to me. Because it, it has four recordable sound bites that you can program directly into the board. Mm -hmm. And then eight pre-recorded ones. Uh, so their names are Opening, Applause, Booing, Awkward, which I assume is Cricket Sounds. Slapping, 
cheering, laughter, and gunshot. <laughs> uh, is, is, is that the sound that's going to play after every time where they're like, well, I think I'd rather just shoot myself than watch this thing. <laughs> what is, why gun? Uh, uh, man, you've really given me the keys to the kingdom. What? Remember, remember Power Thirst? <laughs> like, like the random, the the final random flavor of Power Thirst was gun. Yeah, M- banana, fizz, bitch, and gun. Like dumb, stupid, fucking thing. And then it's like, oh no, we're being totally serious. We're 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 gonna have a gun sound on a soundboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> what they really should have is uh, car horns. And then uh, we can just play that sporadically throughout the episode without ever referencing it. And then people in the car will be like, who's who's honking? What they really should have on there is uh, like a pre-recorded message of Shameek Moore saying, I'm Shameek Moore and welcome to the Netflix and Swole podcast. Oh, that'd be great. I think you got to pay a little extra for that, though. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. It's it's an iterative process. Uh, it's true. Hey, we start every show with the same segment sometimes when we feel like it. Uh, it's called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Dan, do you have any fun swill? I don't. Uh, I'm not even drinking. Uh, I'm having a coffee and I'm having, uh, water. Uh, the reason for this is because I forgot to go to the store and get uh, Diet Dr. Pepper, but Ashley would literally fucking murder me if I showed up in my house with another Diet Dr. Pepper. I bought <laughs> uh, three six-packs uh, like last weekend, and then I housed them all before Wednesday. So, uh, as, as they would say in uh, the classic movie Caddyshack, what are you, a diabetic? Uh, to which I would respond <laughs> soon. Uh, in in your defense, Diet Dr. Pepper is delicious. That is true. So uh, I did not have a Sandy Kaminsky, but uh, I also needed tonic water. I did not get any, so uh, I can't have my vodka. Did you have a Sandy vagina? I always have a Sandy vagina. Have you ever heard me speak about anything? <laughs> well, that was what a lot of vagina t- changed her name to. Oh, well. That's good for her. You remember when we watched uh, the Austin Powers movies? Yeah. What a thing we did. Uh, And then then I told you that if Austin Powers came out today, he would be from 1991. And then you aged 40 years in a heartbeat like Matt Damon at the end of uh, the Sad Boys movie about the big fight that they did in Germany. I'm like Matt Damon in cuisine. (laughs) Um... I'll I'll talk about it a bit later on in the show too, because like we uh, inside baseball we have a guest, uh, so we already recorded the middle segment mm-hmm. and review. So like, yeah, la- way back in the timeline of Netflix and Swill, I got uh, a bottle of booze called Tortilla Tequila because I thought it was funny, uh, and I'm trying to destroy it because it's still just been like dogging my steps. <laughs> Everywhere I go. Uh, so I'm having a, a margarita with tortilla tequila. See, I didn't realize you still had it. I assumed you bought a new bottle. No. Oh. 
I had it the one time, and I pushed it to the back of a, a closet where it could never ever hurt me, uh, and it ended up moving to my new apartment with me. Well, damn. That sucks. Yeah. Hey, go join our Discord if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> you can talk to me about a Wu-Tang Clan and Lord of the Rings mixtape that someone made on YouTube. Uh, I still haven't listened to that, but I, I feel like I fucking need to, because that was, that was wild. To even understand that was a thing that somebody did. <laughs> it's pretty good. Alright, uh, and then... Uh, on my birthday, which was Wednesday, I shielded for reviews by saying it was my birthday, and we got a whole one. So, good job, my birthday. Uh, this comes from Ryan L. Terry. He says, perfect pairing with Netflix, five stars. You can't go wrong with pairing this show with your daily Netflix diet. So thank you, Ryan. Uh, this also let me go around to other countries and determine that uh, there are people in other countries that don't fucking like us. Oh, cool. Lot, several one-star reviews with uh, or ratings with no review. So uh, sorry that we that you hate us, but uh, also was it from any of the countries that we've made fun of? I think I think there was one Britain one. There's a couple New Zealand ones. No, no, there was just one New Zealand one. But yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much the countries we make fun Oi, of. Oi, governor, you don't like us over across the pond. You think we're a bit shit, isn't it? This is only going to make it worse. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit anyway. It's uh, it, it's a dumb fuck. thing. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, uh, and uh, everybody else who tried to per, like prompt people into giving us more reviews. Uh, it didn't work, as we only got one that I could tell. So uh, there it is. It's fine. You, like, we have our little niche. The people who like us are going to like us. The people who don't are just going to keep living their lives. It's uh, true. I will say, though, Sweet Girl episode, our best episode in a long, long time in terms yeah. of downloads. Huh. It always, uh, it always kind of weirds me out, like, what actually drives that, so... Uh, a lot of luck. Also, I think it's because yeah. M from Verbal Diorama gave us a shout out in Film Stories, so people are like, oh, cool, a podcast to check out. And then they listen to uh, Fart Noise, the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I wish that you were wrong. All right, well, uh, if there's no other bullshit you want to talk about, uh, which, of course, I'm always here to talk about bullshit, it's time to get into the news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. So, uh, get ready for another Netflix preview event. This called, this called time. Uh, this time called <laughs> Tudum, the trademark sound for the Netflix opening sound. Yeah, that's that's what their trademarking that, is. It's Tudum. That, uh, the name for this event is Too Dumb. Too Dumb. Yeah, that's a, actually, now that you say that, that's a bad name for the event. Uh, <laughs> fucking yikes. Uh, the event will be live streamed across Netflix's YouTube and Twitch channels on September 25 at noon Eastern time. Uh, that's 9 a.m. Pacific time and anywhere else in the fucking world. You have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. If if I sit down with a fucking map and a uh, sheet of scratch paper, I can <laughs> figure out 
what time zone you're in, but uh, who has the time? Nobody does. So uh, there, it's basically be like, hey, check out all of our other shit for 2021. Like they're having like The Witcher and a lot of their Oscar stuff come up during this. So it's it's literally just going to be, uh, hey, we we know there's a bunch of shit we have coming. Uh, we just re- released a bunch of release dates for them. Uh, here you go. This is, these are going to be the previews for them. You're going to get the gnome very early uh, before we get into yeah. the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, there is co-streaming for that, so if I can get it, might do a, a co-stream of that thing on Twitch, uh, where basically I like put a webcam over top of the thing with my face, and then I watch this, the thing and comment on everything. Most of most of my my commentaries can be like, "This looks like shit." A series of shit, get me another one. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a stream of me commenting on you commenting on it. And then Gerald can do a stream of you commenting, <laughs> of me commenting on the, no, on the actual would, stream. He would just do a rapid reaction to it. That's a, that's actually more true. Um, we love you, Gerald. You're a joke to us, Gerald. Uh, <laughs> come on. It's not like he's Bill. That is true. Uh, Cobra Kai has been renewed for a fifth season well ahead of its season four premiere in December. Um, I, for one, am glad that they're so confident in this show and that the response to it moving to Netflix has been so strong. Uh, I like nonsense, karate, punchy children show. Yeah, it's it's dumb fun. You know, sometimes you just need dumb fun shows that work, and that is one of them. I don't know. It just sort of makes me like travel back in my mind to a simpler time where like fucking everything was about people doing karate flips in the 80s, man. I was there. What a fucking time. All right. uh, And much to my rage, Manifest, that show about the thing uh, where like uh, I think it's basically just like fucking lost, but uh, recent. I don't know. Uh, has been saved by Netflix and been given a 20-episode fourth and final season. Uh, that was released on, uh, this news was released on 828, uh, which is the, the flight number for the, the show that, 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 that went missing. Huh, okay. Uh, so, there it is. Dan's mad because he doesn't like the people on Twitter having power. <laughs> I don't know. They did it with Lucifer. I guess they did it with Cobra Kai. I don't know if that show was just going to be done when Netflix picked it up or what, but they'll save everything but their own shows. That's true. Although, at least the numbers back this up. Like, uh, the Nielsen numbers basically state that Manifest has had more viewing hours than any other show. Like, yeah. I think if you combine the the next six in the top ten of Nielsen numbers, uh, Manifest uh, is, like, a little bit, like, in that same ballpark. So if it's as popular as the next six shows combined, that definitely says something about the fan base. So at least there's just, like, it's not just like, hey, it looks like we're giving in to everyone on Twitter. It instead is like, hey, we're giving in to everyone on Netflix who actually is watching this shit. Yeah, I guess that you could say that this was Manifest's destiny. Gunshot sound. (laughs) Crickets. 
Uh, for people who aren't from the United States, uh, Manifest Destiny was the idea that we would not stay in the original 13 colonies and that we would expand west uh, from coast to coast. Committing genocide against the native population. Uh, it's true. It's actually actually what happened. Um, it's uh, sort of a mood killer, so Wait, let's where... uh, switch segments. <laughs> where's, the, uh, where's the car crash sound drop? Yeah. <laughs> I need one that's just like uh like a bomb falling like Yeah. <laughs> or just like a slide whistle. Something. Maybe that'll be it. It'll be like my soundboard soundboard will be a bunch of old-timey like foley sound effects. That'd be great. And then you get like a uh, what's it called? Like the the foley punch sound, yeah. Where it's it's actually just me like slapping a cantaloupe or something. Yeah, or you get like the Indiana Jones uh, punch sound, which is like comically over the top. Yes. All right. Uh, so with that, it's time to get into downstream and talk about some fucking trailers that happened this week. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line. All right. First up is the trailer for Monsters Inside: The Twenty Four Faces of Billy Milligan. Uh, I almost said Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Have you ever seen someone change personalities right in front of your eyes? James McAvoy and Split. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan, only on Netflix, September 22nd. Uh, in the late 70s, an accused serial rapist claims multiple personalities control his behavior, setting off a legal odyssey that captivates America. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? <sighs> I don't know. It looks dumb, honestly. I don't, I don't give a shit. It, it's a, another serial killer thing where everyone's going to be like, all over it, and I'm gonna be like, I don't give a fuck, and then it's gonna be a, a popular enough thing that they mention on Twitter. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that show. The show exists. Yeah, it looks fine, I guess. I don't know. Also, not really my wheelhouse, so. Uh, it's kind of relevant, because I guess this took place in Columbus. Which is a place that I live. Oh, well, that's a yikes. Good luck. All right. Uh, next, we have the trailer for The Starling. After Lily, Melissa McCarthy, suffers a loss, a battle with a territorial bird, the Starling, over dominion over her garden provides an unlikely avenue for her grief and the courage to heal her relationships and rediscover her capacity for love. Uh, that was <sighs> read so weirdly because I, for some reason, have lost the ability to read. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd's in this, so we're probably watching this, right? Uh, uh what was the date on it? Uh, September 20 or 23, 24. Yeah, so probably. I don't think we have anything for that. Let me check this. Sketty Van Halen. <laughs> uh, we have nothing, so. Plugging it in. Done. I don't know. This uh it looks like actually a pretty decent movie. I'm not 
Yeah. Not wild about Melissa McCarthy because I don't think she's funny, but this is a dramatic role for her, so we'll see. Uh, it's about a couple dealing with loss and and trying to move past it. Um, so Melissa McCarthy and Chris O'Dowd have a a baby, and then like they lose their baby. Um, yeah. And then, like, she's trying to move past it and grieve in her own way. And I guess uh, Chris O'Dowd's character is, like, in a um, a psychiatric hospital. Like, he had a nervous breakdown or something, it seems like. But, I don't know. It's uh, We don't see enough movies about, you know, people living with loss and, like, getting past grief and stuff. Like, it's still... There's still kind of the cultural thing of, like, just fucking man up, you know? Right. But, I don't know, this looks pretty decent, actually. And yeah. also, Timothy Oliphant's in it. Yeah! Looks like he's a bit role. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, pretty much exactly what you said. Uh, I, I'm intrigued. Alright. Uh, next trailer is for Intrusion. When a husband and wife move to a small town, a home invasion and leaves the wife traumatized and suspicious that those around her might not be who they seem. Frida Pinto and Logan Marshall Green star in Intrusion, directed by Adam Salke, only on Netflix September 22nd. Uh, uh, what did you think of this? So, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find the movie that I watched that reminds me of this. Stars the girl from Riverdale. Uh, basically, she inherits somebody's house because she was nice to them before they died. And then uh, people come in and try to fucking uh, kill her and uh, take back the house for some reason. Uh, <clears throat> it reminds me of that. Uh, and that movie sucked. So I'm expecting this movie to be exactly the same. Although it's got Logan Marshall Green, who is Tom Hardly, uh, and he's normally decent in most of his stuff. <laughs> okay. W what did you think? Uh, I don't know. It looks like a fine thriller. For some reason, I kind of got, like, uh, Invisible Man vibes from it. Like, Blumhouse's Invisible Man from, uh, like... I guess early 2019, it was the movie that I tried to go see in theaters and couldn't uh, because suddenly a pandemic. Yeah, uh, that was actually um, early 2020. And I know that because that's the last movie I saw it? in theaters with Gerald. Well, before oh, we yeah. went to the Army of the Dead, but that's right. Sorry, time is dilating in a strange way. It's been it's <laughs> it's been a hard year. We it's, it's um, OK. We're in dead space. It's fine. Yeah. But. I don't know. I think I think the reason that it reminds me of that is just because like the house is similar, I guess. Sure. Which is kind of a superficial way for me to be reminded of that, but it is what it is. Next up is the trailer for Chicago Party Ant, uh, an adult animated series. She's all heart and no filter. Chicago Party Ant streams September seventeenth on Netflix. Uh, Chicago party Aunt Diane is an idolized troublemaker with a talent for avoiding adulthood and a soft spot for her soul-searching nephew. What did you think of this hilarious trailer? 
So the movie I was thinking of was Dangerous Lies and stars Camilla Mendez. Uh, don't watch it, but she's the best part of the movie. Uh, as for this fucking piece of shit, I think it looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> it's true. Doesn't look funny. Looks like it's from the, like, looks like fucking Big Mouth. Like, I'm trying to figure out yeah. who who's who's or doing like the animation. Or, for family. Yeah. It, apparently this is based off of a fucking uh, Twitter account, which is how we scout for talent now. God. I don't know. We had Birthday Dad based off of a greeting card. That's true. Uh, Titmouse <laughs> did the animation. Uh, and yes, they do do Big Mouth. Uh, but also the Venture Brothers. And also Q-Force. Yeah, and also Metalocalypse. And also the Midnight Gospel. So, uh, toss-up. <laughs> kind of all over the place. Yeah. Things we like, things we hate. Oh, fuck, Megas XLR? No shit. Wait, there was a Scooby-Doo and Kiss movie? I have to stop looking at this because I'm going to like go down an odd wormhole. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like a piece of shit. I never want to see it again. I just wanted to get affirmation that I am not an insane person by saying that looks fucking terrible. Our final trailer is for Confessions of an Invisible Girl. Uh, Tete just wants to be accepted and have some fun, but her life will change completely when she has to move with her parents to her grandparents' house and to a new school. There's a better way to write that sentence. Uh, now she will try everything she can to run away from the same bullying she has faced in the past. Based on the bestseller book by uh, Thalita Rubukas, uh, Confessions of an Invisible Girl is coming to Netflix on September 22nd. When the clever but socially awkward Tate joins a new school, she'll do anything to fit in, but the queen bee among her classmates has other ideas. Uh, let me uh, let me take a, r- a run at that author's name. Sure. Talita Rebusis. I mean, sure. I think the C with the little accent under it is like uh, an S sound, kind of. That is true, because that's from French. It's called a sedia, and I just don't care. <laughs> I literally just watched He's All That, uh, and this is just that, but for women again, which is well, just She's well, All That. Well, this is uh, this is The Princess Diaries. She's got frizzy hair, and she takes off her glasses and brushes her hair, and uh, boys like her. Not Janie. She has glasses and overalls, and her hair's in a ponytail. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. The albino girl. No, you'd get too many sympathy votes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk about he's all that, is, is what I'm getting ready to say. Yeah, it's, again, uh, the ugly duckling genre of movie. If you like that, have fun. I I do have fun. Okay. Uh, so with that, it's time to get into uh, some shit we watched this week in uh, Quick Hits. I watched a nature documentary called Fantastic Fungi. Uh, it's a movie about mushrooms. It's a uh, a cool, a cool little nature documentary. Um, 
So it's a descriptive time-lapse journey about the magical, mysterious, and medicinal world of fungi and their power to heal, sustain, and contribute to the regeneration of life on Earth that began 3.5 billion years ago. Uh, this is narrated by Brie Larson, uh, who speaks from the perspective of being a mushroom, which is hilarious. Wait, what? She Yeah, she, like, does voiceover... But she she call she refers to herself as we, as in like she's a colony of like a mycelium fungus. It's fucking amazing. Um, I don't know. The, like mushrooms is just kind of like a shared interest between me and Vanessa. Like we, whenever we would go on hikes in the woods and shit, uh, we would just be like, you know look at like fallen logs and shit and be like oh look at this cool mushroom i've never seen that before uh so i got her a mushroom book and like she was sending me pictures and trying to identify all the mushrooms that she found in her day-to-day life uh so we saw this on netflix and i was like let's watch it uh it was a pretty cool and interesting nature documentary that uh became about drugs (laughs) (laughs) okay it's really interesting. Um, the one guy uh, in it does talk about how, like, trying psilocybin altered his life. And I was I looked at my wife and I was like, man, I want to try shrooms. And she was like, yeah, I did it. It was cool. And I was like, we should do it together. So at some point, we're going to try drugs. But actually, like, a lot of this focuses on uh, medicinal research, because... Like mushrooms have been a thing in in Eastern medicine for like thousands of years, but like uh, what they're finding now is that like a lot of mushrooms contain like enzymes that like destroy cancer cells, or like I don't know that like it's it's neat. Like I don't I'm I'm not a scientist, but like uh, the people in this are also like a lot of the people that they interview in it like. They just kind of took it upon themselves to start researching this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I like it when people don't come from an academic background and just become scientists. There's like a philosophical like undercurrent to this documentary that like really vibes with me, which is like um, how like, you know, they talk about how in a forest um, there will be like fungal colonies that connect the roots of trees and stuff Mm -hmm. and they can actually send chemical signals and share nutrients between each other through the mycelium network uh so it kind of talks about like the interconnectedness of all living things and like i think that you know a, a problem that human culture has is that we've you know gone out of our way to separate ourselves from the natural world and don't see ourselves as like like, we see ourselves as masters of our domain and not part of, like, an interconnected system of things. There's some chill vibes in this, and then you'll watch people trip out and talk about their experiences. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I'm I'm probably doing a bad job of selling it, but it's fine. It's a fine little documentary. Well, interesting. Uh, next, I watched something that I've been kind of planning to watch for the the last couple weeks and finally sat down to do so uh it's the the paper tigers uh which is a, a kung fu movie um it's about three 
three guys who were kung fu prodigies when they were kids uh and they kind of got out of it and now they're all just washed up middle-aged men and uh they have to like like their old sifu who taught them kung fu mm-hmm. is found dead and they find out that like uh after these three like kind of abandoned the path of martial arts that like their sifu took on another student uh and he ended up like joining the dark side and like probably murdered their sifu so now they have to track him down and uh contend with that so so it's Sice Manos. Sort of like Sice Manos, sort of like uh, Cobra Kai, because like, or at least the adult storylines in Cobra Kai, because like, they're just uh, old and not good at it anymore. Sure. So, uh, yeah, watch these three grown men get their asses handed to them. It's actually it's actually pretty funny. I I liked it. I'd I'd give it three and half. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been rewatching Final Fantasy fourteen Dad of Light because I still think that that's like one of the funniest ideas for a thing ever. Uh, it's about a a Japanese uh young man who, like, his dad quits his job unexpectedly. So like. The kid convinces his dad to start playing Final Fantasy XIV so that he can anonymously play the game with him to try to learn more about his dad and reconnect with him. Huh. Uh, it's a stupid, it's a stupid premise that they take really seriously, and it makes me laugh. Well, okay then. What did you watch? <sighs> all right, it's time. Uh, he's all that. I did a live tweet along. Uh, it was uh, probably the more in- the most enjoyable part of the movie. So uh, he saw that it's a it's a remake of uh, she saw that which I've never seen and I've only seen uh, not another teen movie. Was uh was that Amanda Bynes? In she saw that. Yeah. No, that was Rachel Lee Cook. Okay. Who is in this movie as the main character's mom? Uh, the main character played hey, by. Look at that. Addison Ray. Uh, if you don't know her, she's from TikTok. Uh, I don't know what she does on TikTok, but she does things on TikTok, and so Netflix was like, hey, let's try to reach out to a new generation of kids. Let's reach these kids, and then uh, get Addison Ray into a movie. So they did it, uh, and they put her next to Tanner Buchanan. I was thinking of shh, what a girl wants for Amanda Bynes, I guess. It was also a movie that came out around that time. That is true. So yeah, uh, basic premise is that uh, she gets cheated on uh, with by her boyfriend. Uh, he he does fucking music, which is terrible, uh, but catchy. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, it's live streamed over TikTok, and like two hundred thousand people see it, and she starts losing followers because uh, she had a nose a, a snot bubble. I wish I was making this up. That that is uh, factually what happens. She loses followers <laughs> because she was the one who was cheated on, made a big scene out of it, uh, and had a snot bubble. So everyone calls her Bubble Girl now. Uh, probably blissfully unaware of the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Bubble Boy. 
I love that movie. The movie's fine. So, like, this is about her having a bet with her shitty friend, uh, who winds up being the the villain of the movie, uh, because she's uh, apparently orchestrated the whole fucking thing, uh, because she was the one who was holding the phone uh, and didn't stop uh, the live stream. She was the one who suggested that they go down to the set that day. She's basically been setting up this whole thing. And also she knew she knows the big twist, which is that uh, our main character is actually poor uh, and is making a good chunk of money uh, through TikTok that she helps her mom pay for bills. So, you know, she's a good kid at heart. So they go around to find the, the least popular kid in school. Uh, it's Tanner Buchanan. He has long hair and wears a beanie uh, and says <laughs> says things you would find on the internet on uh, Reddit forum r slash I'm 14 and this is deep. I uh, I believe that it was Ben Franklin who said your free trial period of BenFranklinQuotes.com has expired. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, the movie proceeds exactly how you think it will proceed. Uh, they fall in love. Uh, it gets revealed to, that she was, uh, you know, only with him as a bet. But then they had re- there was real feelings. But then he gets hurt, and then Mon Mothma's back, and then Jimmy Smith, <laughs> Basil Regano is Jimmy Smith. Uh, unfortunately, Jimmy <laughs> Smith was not in this movie. I will tell you who was in this movie. Fucking Matthew Lillard was in this movie as the principal. Oh God. Uh he was the best part of the movie, and I wish I was kidding. Well, yeah, it's Matthew Lillard. I love Matthew Lillard. Like, <laughs> like he's like he busts out this fucking little dance dance number at the end uh, that everyone goes nuts for. Even I went nuts for it. He fucking roasts the main, like the the ex boyfriend, because he's such a fucking douche. Like at one point, he gets rapey. I wish I was kidding. They actually have like implied rape in this movie, or a, a plot implied attempted rape in this movie. Uh, and then everyone's just like, oh yeah, this guy's totally fine. And it's like, no, 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 no. And under normal circumstances, this man would be ostracized. But I guess in movie world, uh, attempted rape means it's okay. So, uh, yeah, everything happens. Uh, there's a dance-off that takes five minutes. I assume it's only because, uh, Addison Ray is a TikToker and therefore knows the TikTok dances. Uh, Tanner Buchanan was not there for the dances. Like the floss? Yeah. I guess. And uh, uh, the one they do in the door. I don't know that where one. Where their clothes come off. And then... Oh, is it anime? No, there's a... I think it was a TikTok thing. They would do, like, sexy poses in a door frame, and then the lights go out, and you see, like, their silhouette. And it's, like, them in their underwear or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. Uh yeah. I've I've never been on TikTok, but I've seen it over people's shoulders. Sure. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, uh Tanner Buchanan's not there for the dance number because uh they do they do a po- like a mid credits thing or like a during the credits thing where they have like them doing stingers and then they show his dance moves uh and they're fucking bad. They look like my dance moves. So there's there's a reason why Tanner Buchanan was not there for the dance number. Uh because he was too <laughs> busy learning uh karate. Because that's a character trait of his is that he watches kung fu movies and therefore, whoa, he knows kung fu. Uh he gets a, in a fight with the guy because uh the the guy gets rapey with his sister. 
and so he he fights him. Now this is uh, where, of course, I was like, "Oh shit, he's doing Cobra Kai shit," and then uh, was invested in only that part. And then uh, my in- interest completely waned after that. <laughs> uh, it's a show. It's a movie that I watched. Uh, it's bad. Addison Rae is a bad actress. Like she went, she did an interview, and she was like, "People don't want me to be an actress." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. We want you to be. If you want to be an actress, that's fine. All we want is for you to be a good actress." And she's not even that. Like she's she's no. barely passable. It's uh, it's not that we don't want you to be an actress. We just don't want to watch the movies that you're in. <laughs> right. Uh, and I mean, but the thing is, she's not the worst part of the movie in terms of acting because uh, Courtney Kardashian shows up. And she could not be bothered to learn how to deliver lines at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I give it a two. Like, everyone's like, oh, man, this movie's fucking dog shit. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's bad, but, like, it's a safe plot. We've seen it before. It doesn't do anything offensive outside of, like, hey, we're not going to demonize the dude who uh, attempted had attempted rape and cheated on a girl. Uh, he he seems to have made out of everything unscathed, which is fine, except it's not. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, then I watch Bo Burnham's Inside because everyone says how good it is. Uh, it's good. I don't think it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, but it's it's a good little watch. Uh, it like if you've seen the lighthouse, this is uh not four by three, not black and white, and no mermaid fucking the lighthouse, because it's just about one man's isolation and uh delve into madness, basically. So from that perspective, it's interesting. Uh, I've never seen a single Bo Burnham stand-up special, uh. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd even like his comedy, but this was like, yeah, there were some chuckles here, but. Overall, didn't think it was that funny. Just thought it was more visually interesting than anything. So, eh, it's fine. It's like a, a three and a half. Like it's a, it's a good little thing. Whatever. Uh, and then I watched one episode of Yasuke, which is the Lakia Stanfield uh, Black Samurai anime show, uh, done by Lashawn Thomas, who also did uh, Cannon Busters. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's what he's doing over Cannon Busters. I think Cannon Busters is done. Uh, and first episode, interesting. Has me intrigued. Uh, the animation's pretty good. Uh, there was uh, some complaints about Lakia Stanfield's per- vocal performance in the movie, in, in the show. And I was like, I don't get it. But I mean, okay, everybody, you have your standards. Uh, I have mine. And I think he's fine so far. He's not amazing, but like he's he's doing pretty well. So... Uh, yeah, I will continue to watch and I'll report back whenever I finish. All right. And that's it. That's all I watched this week. All right. Well, why don't we cut into a quick break? And uh, when we come back, we'll get into our main review topic, which was. Uh, oh, God. Uh, the Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. You thought it would be the old mid-roll ad break, but it was me, the one that's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme. The following patrons have abandoned their human frailty and joined Lord Dio's eternal army. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, 
Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, James De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Casey Moore, Nerdrovert Jason, Sam the Hurley Boy Hurley, Giuseppe Vicaretti, and Dan's mother. If you'd like to become a patron so we can use your money to finally destroy the Joestar family forever, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Brand yourself as part of our unholy army. Go to netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me what a good job I'm doing as your immortal overlord. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for helping us manifest our stand abilities, which give us the power to watch terrible movies and TV shows and do like rapid punches and stop time or whatever. Seriously, go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part 6 comes out in December. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for uh, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. But before we do so, it's time to introduce our guest. It's Mr. Sam Hurley, boy of Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. Sam, welcome to the show. Interesting name. Uh, yeah, welcome to myself. Yeah, totally. I am very excited to be here. Cannot wait to talk about this. As much as I'm a Marvel nerd, I'm also a massive Witcher nerd, so I'm here to impart some knowledge. Yeah, can't wait. Awesome. Just let the boy review movies in 20 cues. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know if anybody other than Dan and I remember the Hurley Boy sketch from Saturday Night Live, but uh, it's influenced us greatly. Yes. Uh, so much so that it was our first podcast promo. And everyone thought I was doing a Chinese boy accent, but I was doing an Adam Sandler impression because he does a Chinese boy accent. <laughs> <laughs> right right flew over my head uh well sam you do a podcast so why don't you tell everyone about it here and also tell them about the book that you wrote uh over a year ago correct i do a podcast called movie reviews and 20 cues as these guys were joking about and uh yeah basically does what it says on the tin we take a movie and we ask 20 questions about it these two have been on for oh dan's been on a couple of episodes but these two were on for independence day and it was an episode yeah, last that is true. Uh, and and now it's forced Caleb to start using more Independence Day references in our everyday conversations. Oh, poor Caleb. Uh, um, poor me. Release me now. <laughs> is that glass bulletproof? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> uh, that one actually gets used a lot, and I, I don't know how. There's no natural way to put that into a conversation, but we do it. Yeah, nice. we we just force it in there. Yeah, I'll make it fit. Uh, <laughs> so, Spit on it. <laughs> uh, so Caleb, hit him with the stats. Well, first I thought we might uh, extend a Netflix and swill welcome to our guest. Uh, as I ask Sam, uh, what's your swill, if any? Uh, my swill today is a lunchtime swill because of our time differences. Mm -hmm. I am drinking a can of Catalina, which is a Aussie brewing company called Little Creatures. They brew a beer called Catalina, and unfortunately it's not a wine mixer, it's just a beer. Mmm. I see um, you're drinking uh, the, the Trader Country's uh, beer in, instead of your own. Yeah. What's up with that? A little bit. 
Oh, it's, it's sympathy now. Like we're exceeding them in so many ways that we sort of feel like we have to do <laughs> a little bit to try and bring their country up a little bit. Like they're, they're suffering, man. I've been mean, suffering for a long time and mm. somebody should put them out of our misery. But at the same time, you know, just charity, just just being nice, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, Dan, are you imbibing? Uh, I have a coffee. I was going to make uh, a cocktail, but then my ice machine stopped working. It's the same ice machine that my... Well, Ashley's uh, sister had at the house before that quit working. So I went to Walmart to get another one, and it was the same one. So I'm like, eh, maybe that one's on the fritz. Nope, it's just a bad model. Uh, I'll let you all know what it is in the main episode. When you're So when you're confused as to why I'm mentioning it in the main episode, uh, it's because I'm telling you to never buy that product. <laughs> nice. Well, all right, then. Uh, Netflix and Swill uh, loyalists might remember, like, way back... Like several years back, uh, I'm there was like I had a I had a bottle of tequila that I bought because I thought it was funny because it's called tortilla tequila. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's just like lazy naming and probably shitty, so I bought it. And like, I drank it for that episode and then never again, and it's been haunting me for years. Uh, so like, I saw it sitting on like my mini bar uh the other day and i was like something needs to be done about this uh so when i was getting groceries the other day i uh bought a a big old fucking jug of margarita mix there you go uh so now i'm loving it but up now you're a classy broad uh yeah the witcher nightmare of the wolf uh it is an animation action adventure film on Netflix. It is a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Escaping from poverty to become a witcher, Vesemir slays monsters for coin and glory, but when a new menace arises, he must face the demons of his past. As stars Theo James, Mary McDonald, and Lara Pulver. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's about right. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, I'll point out. That, that really? Recording. Well, yes. if only we were a Rotten Tomatoes approved podcast. <laughs> 19 out of 19. Uh, so, Sam, what did you think about Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf? Yeah, I mean, this is hard for me to separate the art from the fandom for me. I mean, it's it's like I'm a massive fan of the Witcher. I'm a massive fan of the video game series. I've read all the books. I'm very much into the Witcher lore. And that being said, I'm not much of an animation fan or anime. I sort of take it or leave it when it comes to anime. But I took it. I really enjoyed how they expanded on some of the storylines. I thought it was very interesting to take Vesemir, who's always been this older, gruff, sort of silly old dude, to Geralt and um, basically show him as like a cocky young witcher. It was mm-hmm. just like a bit of a revelation and sort of similar to Obi-Wan Kenobi going from the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy and suddenly he had a personality. You're like, holy shit, this is, this is a bit of a change. So yeah, enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. It's a it's a very good movie. I, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, the action from Studio <laughs> Mir is fucking on point. Uh, I like this a lot. It's it's uh it's fun. It's action packed. It's super gory. Um, I don't know all the things that The Witcher should be. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I like Vesemir a lot. I'm glad he got a standalone solo movie. I do. I am too. 
Because, like, I don't know, that character kind of deserves it. Honestly. Because, yeah, like Sam said, like, I, I know Vesemir from The Witcher 3, and all he is is just, like, a dude in that. And then you're like, okay, goodbye, Vesemir. Goodbye forever. I'll see you at the end at Kaer Morin. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, yeah, it's like a bit of a revelation, because I, to see him in this light, he sort of adds a lot more to that character that mm. we've had throughout the video games and throughout the books. Like, he's just, I don't know, it was good for as a fan to see how fleshed out it was. I'll say that, yeah. I think my favorite thing about this is just uh like i really liked season one of the witcher netflix series but like this is a lot more accessible yeah i i don't know i had i feel like i had to explain the witcher to a lot of people who like did enjoy it but were like what's what the fuck actually is happening and i was like well no there's like there's three different like timelines going at once and it's like it doesn't tell you when it jumps between them but like this it's just it's it's pretty linear um it's just a big old adventure and it also explains a lot about the the witcher lore and how like their mutagens work and how witchers become witchers that's true and why and why there are witchers Mm. i certainly feel like this one benefits in the timeline jumps and the fact that you're not having the same character. So that was like the hardest part about Henry Cavill being Henry Cavill in every timeline jump is like, he looks exactly the same. Whereas in this, you actually see a young Vesemir, like you see a boy and then you see an adult. Mm-hmm, so you yeah. can actually clearly differentiate between the two. And so yeah. that was, that was quite useful as well as the fact that they timed them a lot better. Like it just, you know, like it, like there were parts where it was just like, like it wasn't poorly edited. I should say that like they had the timing and the pacing set out well so that, like, you know, every action in the future sort of gets represented in the past and they sort of link up together quite well. So I thought that was really good as well. Yeah, that was yeah, the, sure. the big thing and the big concern with the, the first season of The Witcher was that, like, hey, we're going to jump to this timeline. It's like, okay, where where is this in relation to anything? Like, uh, apparently Geralt's story can start, starts like 200, like, or Yennefer's story starts like 200 years before, like, series even born or something like that. It's it's insanity seeing, like, all these time jumps and, like, everybody looks the same. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, Ciri's just growing and she's there and what the fuck just happened? Uh, in this, like like you said, it's very linear. Now, of course, Vesemir uh, being the same age for 70 years, basically, is uh, a bit troubling. But uh, I, I think they represented it well because they're not trying to jump around the, the storyline uh, or timeline too much without showing him as a child. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was also cool seeing like how Care Morn even became uh, the way it was, because like I mean, in this storyline, like we know that the Witchers are basically done. Like Henry Cavill uh, as Geralt is like one of the last Witchers, and it, we're like, well, but why? And now we get to see like this whole thing is the why why there's so few Witchers in the world now. Yeah, I like that as well, because it's, it's certainly represented in the game. Like, you don't come across any other witches aside from your bros, and mm-hmm. usually the only time you really come across them is back at Kiermoen, although there are other schools of the Witcher, and so they you do come across one of them, I think, in Witcher 3, I don't... Oh, and there's the one main one during Witcher 2, so it's, it is quite good to see how just, like, the public perception of these guys just turns, especially with the event in this and 
you know, like the news of them and stuff like that, because they are like universally hated pretty much by the time Geralt's rolling around. And, mm. you know, even though he's saving people from like trouble left, right and center, they still hate him. And so that was cool. The one thing I didn't like was they have, they have the different trials that they use to make the boys become witches. And so there's the trial of the gra- of the grasses where they take the, like the medicine and then they start going all hallucinatory and all that sort of stuff. The one I didn't like was the trial of the medallion, which in the books is basically like, they have to go up this path and convince this rock troll to let them pass or, you know, or sneak past him and then convince these other trolls that they're fine and that sort of stuff. I like that. But in this, it was just like, we're just going to dump a whole bunch of kids <laughs> in the middle of a swamp and have them run through the swamp. See, see which ones make it back alive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's not even like representative of how talented or skillful or anything they are. It's like if, if we were all on an island, we had to swim from one island to the other and a shark came at us. The shark's just going to grab the nearest one it sees. And it's not going to be representative of who's the best swimmer or anything. It's just going to fucking maul us because it's that fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you're... Uh... If you're being chased by a bear, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friend. <laughs> that is true. That but if you're really if you're point. trying to outrun a horde of bears, well then, good luck. Yeah, just have to outrun a horde of your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fortunately, Vesemir had that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I guess we can go. Uh, we can get a bit more story heavy here in a minute. But is there anything else anyone wants to say before we get into spoilers? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm heavy. Okay. Caleb? I did really like the animation, mm. and, uh, yeah, and the the girl character, uh, the mage or whatever, um, she has a five head, so that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's shame the animated character. <laughs> they didn't have to draw her that way. Well, that's true. Uh, I mean, I, I liked her as a character, too, though. Like, she was uh, interesting. Like, she seemed complex, although, like, her motives are just, like, questionable as to, like, why she is the way that she is. And, uh, I mean, knowing what eventually happens in later events of The Witcher, uh, seeing how, you know, uh, like, the whole, the Mage's College kind of thing, and, like, she'd be kind of wrapped up in that kind of thing, it it would have been interesting to see how she would have handled that kind of situation. Uh, but we'll get to that. Because, you know, a whole bunch of shit happens that uh, because whole bunch of shit. humans are intolerant. Can you believe it? Who would have thunk it? Yeah, it's almost like that's a major theme in The Witcher. <laughs> Right. Uh, so with that, uh, it's time to get into the the long spoiler sound that we play, and then on the back half of that, we will talk about uh, spoilers of the movie. So if you don't want to do that, uh, check the show notes for the timestamps uh, for when we talk about what the fuck are we talking about? Uh, whatever Paul gave us is a patron requested review. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just play the... Bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. So, uh, I didn't fucking see the bad guys being the witchers. Because that was quite the twist. Because normally I'm used to the witchers being the good guys. Yeah, and being persecuted against, but yeah, basically, uh, you know, the the mutagenic magic that like created the witchers, they were using that to to create new and different types of monsters in the world so that 
uh, they could guarantee that they would stay in business. Yeah, which like is probably the most cynical take I've seen on the on the Witchers yet. Like, because uh, I mean, they're not like good guys. Like, they're they seemingly just like travel around, around the world, do shit for money, and then move on. Like the like for the most part, it doesn't seem like they care too much about people. Now, of course, like with Henry Cavill's Garrett uh, Geralt, I I'm never gonna not call him Henry Cavill, even though he's Geralt. Uh, like him taking Siri under his wing, that's going to be a, an interesting storyline to watch progress. But, you know, uh, for the most part, witches are f- very much unfeeling, uh, or at least how, that's how they've been betrayed. Exactly. Yeah. Which was, it was pretty surprising to see Visimir just so cocky and arrogant and, and then so in love with his long lost love. Like he just seems so responsive and emotive towards her, mm. which like, like you're talking about twist endings. My twist ending that I thought was coming from a mile away was that we were going to see some guilt porn. Like I legitimately thought him and his ex lover we were going to get one <laughs> romantic scene of them just hooking up. I was waiting for it, and I'm not disappointed. I would have killed uh, for that. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, like, you know, because we talked about how violent it was. I was like, surely it's going to, you know, go the other end as well and be very sexual. And uh, surprisingly, no. Aside yeah. from the shot of Vesemir getting out of a bathtub, we didn't really have much in the way of. Uh, yeah, Maybe, and like some some monster nudity. titties, monster that titties. You can't really, you can't really get horny to unless you're a real sick fuck. Uh, yes. Also, we had the the possessed lady who ripped her shirt open. Uh, we we got some animated boobies there too. Correct. Yep, that's right. Yeah, we had the demon woman spewing up a spider. Topless. Yes. What we're saying is, you can watch this if you're horny. <laughs> But it might not satisfy you. Maybe I mean, not as yeah. much as you'd like. It'll, it'll either make you not horny anymore, or you'll learn some troubling things about yourself. <laughs> oh no, am I into to jilf porn? Oh no. <laughs> and then you'll get like, you'll, you'll spooge at the wrong times. Like, it, it'll just be like a fireball getting shot out, and then you'll spooge and be like, well, this is something I didn't <laughs> want to learn about myself today. Something has woken inside me. That's yeah. right. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> yeah, as, as far as the twist, yeah, it was it was good. It was yeah. it was good. Like you like you said, I didn't really see it coming, but I sort of had an inkling, given that we sort of had it established early on that now witches are ditching to become mercenaries and mm-hmm. turning into crimin- criminals and stuff. I thought interesting. Like it's like there's always been enough monsters in the universe for these guys to make money and. Like, certainly by the time Witcher 3 rolls around, I mean, sure, the monsters might have had a resurgence due to the lack of witches and stuff, but there's always been enough monsters, so to have that as a narrative or a thread was actually quite interesting as well, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, it's like, in The Witcher 3, it seems like, and I know we're comparing the games to the to the movies, to the shows, to the books, and they're all different things, but, like, in in The Witcher 3, it seems like there's it, the, the world's crawling with monsters again, so, and I know it's been, like, hundreds of years since the events of you know, Nightmare of the Wolf, but, like, it seems like everything's recovered and witchers are completely necessary again because humans are idiots. Correct. <laughs> one other thing that sort of irked me a little bit was they made Gerald a little bitch. Like, they had him at the end to be the one that tried to escape and did the whole, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> There's fanboys out there that are going to lose their shit over that. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. See, I thought, I thought it was kind of a, kind of a clever twist that, like, the little kid at the end was Geralt, because, like, well, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because I never would have guessed it because the kid has a shaved head. 
I'm, Instead of a long, majestic mane of hair. Yeah, I thought it would have been Lambert or something, uh, and it was not. It was, you know, uh, our protagonist uh, that we're like everybody who's like a fan of The Witcher is so familiar with, and seeing him be cowardly in a way. I mean, it, it leaves him room for growth and lets you understand that he goes through a lot to become the Witcher he is uh, in other mediums. Oh, legitimately, forty is going to become the last Edmund. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, uh, I did not expect an illusion within an illusion. Never expected that shit. That was awesome. I was like, oh, Vesemir loses his hand. I didn't know that. And then he, and then the illusion breaks, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, that's fucked. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, it, that was another thing. That was another twist that I didn't see coming at all. And, you know, he murders his long-lost love, like Lady... Zest or whatever her name is. Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was like heartbreaking in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, the movie could have easily just said, "Okay, yep, she got old and died, and that was the end of their relationship." We could have ended on that, but instead, we have her him run a sword for her. I was like, "Fuck, that's some balls. That's some pretty pretty impressive filmmaking." And then, and then, like that fight is incredibly well animated. I mean, Studio Mir they they did um, uh, Legend of Korra also. So like they they have that action pedigree that uh, oh, yeah. you know we we love to see. I uh I think Legend of Korra is some of the best animation I've ever seen. And I mean we're hitting like a golden age for like animation. Like this is this is up there. Like some of these action scenes are fucking amazing. I mean like we blew Castlevania too, and, and I I I would blow this as well. Like the like. Powerhouse is still, like, number one for me, but Studio Mir is, is up there in terms of their quality. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, not much of an anime fan, but, like, it hooked me from the start, where we have the dad outside the, you know, caravan or whatever you want to call it, like, um, stagecoach, basically just standing there and then just takes a plant through the middle of the forehead and shit just went everywhere. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm definitely yeah. in. This is, this is going to be huge. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't know if there's much else to say. I mean, like, this sets up basically into a, a Geralt journey. Uh, I wonder if we will see, like, Adventures of Young Geralt, uh, or, or, like, The Trials of Young Geralt, or anything, because, like, we're gonna get a lot more Witcher sh shit in the universe. Like, Netflix is really trying to make this a franchise that people care about, and uh, I think they're going to do a lot better with that, uh, this universe, than, uh, I don't know, say... Army of the Dead, or something like that. Maybe just a little bit, I don't know. So, uh, I I'm excited to see what more they, they come up with. I feel like the Witcher universe lends itself a lot more to animation as well, because that was maybe one of the downfalls of the TV series, was how many human sort of stories they had to put in there. Because, like, how do you get the animation budget to animate some of these giant creatures? You know, and have these like crazy, like messed up things. Like, how are you gonna anim? How how are you gonna CGI Alicia and make it like an awesome fight scene into a TV series with a limited budget that it has? Like, there's just there's easily more scope to in animate the hell out of these things and actually make them really cool. So yeah, I can imagine a lot more. I think they're doing it the correct way. I think you lead in with a live action movie to get people interested in the universe, and then you move into animation because like. No offense, Sam, I'm going to use you as the the poster child for it, but, like, there's people like you that don't 
consider animation to be an actual thing that they care about. So instead, they just go, well, I'm never going to watch anything animated, so it's a, that'd be a bad start to universe. Here, you're familiar enough with the property that you go, oh, okay, I'd be interested in checking that out. And then here you are, enjoying it. So now you will potentially give more animation a shot. <laughs> that is true. I'm sure you guys have a million recommendations. I've already heard one Castlevania too. I'm sure you guys got a million other that I need to get on. So yeah, oh, maybe yeah. they have. Maybe they've converted me. Similar to seeing Cavill in a bathtub converted me in the during the Witcher TV series. I mean, Cavill in a bathtub. We need that. <laughs> we need more of that every day. <laughs> uh, well, I'm all tapped out. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else. The the only other thing I had is, did you guys notice how little characters in this uh, movie cared for doors? Like, we had Vesemir jumping out of windows, we had the elf jumping out of windows. There was quite a few people that just didn't give a shit about using a door. And I appreciate that. I think a window is an underrated door in a lot of ways. Is that your deep philosophical debate? It is. It absolutely is. Doors are just a suggestion, like pants. Exactly. Exactly. Like, if I was a superpowered creature and I could jump out of fucking windows, I'd do it all the time just to just to show off. So mm. I, I think it's awesome. Hard on the knees. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. Well, uh, forgot to give scores before uh, the non-spoiler in the non-spoiler section. So uh, let's just do it now. Sam, what would you give it? Um, uh, eight out of ten. Or oh, in movie reviews and twenty Q's law, probably eight thousand one hundred ninety-two out of ten thousand. Okay. Uh, Caleb? I'll give it a big old four out of five. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half out of five, because, you know, I'm me, and have to come in the lowest of everybody. What an issue, Porsche, is not pleasing you. (laughs) Fuck you, gold member. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Sam. Well, uh, tell everyone where they can find your show. I think you, uh, I think you pitched it, but I don't think you told the people where they can find it. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, just search out movie reviews in twenty Qs, and you should be able to find us on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, the book that Dan mentioned at the start that I didn't do any conversation on is a book <laughs> called Compliance. If you search Compliance, Sam Hurley, you'll be able to find that. It's uh, doing pretty well, and people seem to have enjoyed it. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe you will too. Yep, uh, Sam sent me a copy, which uh, my girlfriend then uh, destroyed the fucking spine to, like a psychopath. Like, all of my other books have, uh, like, pretty well intact spines. The spine on this is, like, curved, like my penis. I shouldn't leave that in the episode, but I might. I will see how <laughs> I feel about it. Uh, but, like, so I was like, well, fuck that, and then I bought it on Kindle. So, there we go. Nice. Good to hear that your girlfriend wrecked your spine. That sounds great. And bent your penis. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, Sam, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and I always feel weird whenever we try to get like uh, people who are on the other side of the world onto the show, because it's like, all right, uh, we only have like two time frames where we could possibly do this. Uh, let's figure it out. But uh, I appreciate you accommodating us. Oh, it's been absolutely my ple- absolutely my pleasure. Uh, long time. I've been waiting for a long time to come on the show. So happy to be here and cannot wait till season two of The Witch comes out and I'll be back. I'll be back to gush like I have this episode. Absolutely. So uh, with that, we're going to cut into a 
Actually, yeah, we're gonna cut into a break. I was like, oh wait, we we're not we don't normally cut. Well, whatever. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut into a quick break, mm-hmm. and when we come back, uh, Dan's gonna remember the format of the show, and we're gonna do a patron requested review from Paul from the Countdown for uh, what keeps you alive. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into a patron-requested review for What Keeps You Alive. Well, fine, if you don't want my money... You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. What Keeps You Alive is a horror thriller film from 2018. Uh, Majestic Mountains, a still lake, and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one-year anniversary. Uh, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, and this was sent to us by Paul, go figure. What did you think of What Keeps You Alive? Uh, So last quarter, Paul gave us The Invitation, which Mm -hmm. is uh, a horror thriller movie uh, set in pretty much a single location that uh, also features betrayal, uh, a meandering pace, and uh, no real aim to it whatsoever. Uh, and that is exactly how I feel about what keeps you alive. Yeah, just kind of some people walk around and they talk sometimes. And uh, every now and then there will be a, a, a scene with an action beat to kind of punctuate what's going on. and But mostly it's just kind of uh, saying, I'm I'm going to kill you. Don't kill me. And then they don't kill each other till the very end, because you have to fill out a hundred minutes. Yeah. I think it's like a 40-ish minute short movie. I think it works. I, I think I would I would come across it more favorably. However, about an hour in, we have a potential clean break from the plot that could just be the end of the movie right there. But they don't like, they don't take it They're They're just like, well, we got to send her back to get revenge for <laughs> her attempted murder for some fucking reason. Yeah. If you're ever in a horror movie situation and you're in a car driving away, don't fucking turn the car around and go back. There's no reason to none at all. I wanted I wanted to like the movie. I was I was actually like pretty invested up until uh when they're both rowing across the lake. 
Yeah, and there's a there's a high speed boat chase. Yeah, I mean, like that was <laughs> it wasn't shot well. They had a PV, they had a POV shot from like the end of an oar, and I'm just like, oh, you're just showing off that you have this like little camera that you can shove on anything. Okay. Oh yeah, you bought a GoPro. Good job. Yeah. And you you see that, and you're like, uh, I don't like that. Like, I don't I don't love this. I don't either. I just like. I just wanted to be over uh, after a certain point. I just wanted them to understand that, like, hey, we we get it. Your movie, you wanted to to do something. I don't I don't know what it's trying to say with the ending of her going back and then killing the the, the wife. I don't I don't get it. It just it it doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> it, it basically lost me from that point. I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm I'm fine with it. And then it just kept going. And I'm like, okay, it's just getting worse. That's all I have to say about that. Speaking of the boat chase scene, like before that, because uh, the one woman is trying to kill the other woman. And the one woman who's standing on shore has a gun uh, and starts to shoot at the other woman who's about like uh, 30 feet away on a boat. Uh, and she misses twice and then says fuck and decides to uh, chase her down on her own boat for some reason. Why is that? Uh, add tension. Because, like, I guess it's not <laughs> tense enough if you have her just try to snipe at her from from uh, <laughs> from shore. Like, uh, and also you need the scene where they get the neighbors across the lake involved. Yeah, well, like... Also, like, you need to have the scene a little bit earlier in the movie where it's, like, shows them shooting or whatever, and I don't know, it was, like, the the girl who's the killer, was she really good or really bad at shooting? I don't remember. She was, don't she, she looked like a tactical, like, person yeah. who had been in the military with, with the way they were shooting. Like, she, uh, she basically starts walking forward and just, like, bolt-actioning these cans down, and you're like, oh. All right, that's a bit strange, but uh, we'll move forward. Uh, the point is, this movie's dumb, and Paul, you did a bad job. It's true. I'm sorry. I know, like, it, it seems like these are in his wheelhouse, and that's fine. That is a fine wheelhouse to have, and I understand it. However, it's just not our genre of movie. <sighs> okay. Well, now that we're done uh, shitting on Paul... Are we ever done shitting on Paul? Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know. I hope so. A person only has so much shit. It's true. So, uh, what are we doing Netflix? Netflix. Oh my fucking god, shoot me in the head. <laughs> shoot me in the head. Uh, gun sound. <laughs> it's all tied together. Uh, it's just like a rug. Uh, what are we doing well, yeah, next week? Uh, Comedy comes in threes. Uh, next week, we're going to watch Afterlife of the Party, starring uh, my, th I guess, third biggest celebrity crush, uh, Victoria Justice. Uh, is that what you've chosen? Because I've also left Worth up there. If you would also like to audible to that. there, I've given you options. Nah. All right. Let's watch the teen girl movie. Fuck you, Worth. Get out of here. <laughs> And then, uh, on the back of that, 
it's time to return to Cautionary Tales of Netflix. And this time, it's a movie that Casey Moore himself said, please review this, when it was first announced to be coming to the service. Uh, Bruce Willis's Cosmic Sin. Uh-oh. I didn't realize it was Bruce Willis, but uh, now I'm concerned. Concerned? It's not the word I exactly use for that. Well, I don't know. His uh, his more recent movies that he's just kind of doing to, you know, keep up his lifestyle or whatever. A lot of them are pretty bad. That's true. Uh, I can't. I can't wait. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh God, they're in like dead space, uh, fucking mech suits. In the year 2524, a disgraced retired general is called back into combat to help prevent an inter- interstellar war against a hostile alien fleet. Oh, God, oh God that's Frank, Frank Rillo. Rillo's in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Lana from WWE is in here. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I can't wait to see this now. Oh, God, Casas Mandalore. I hope everyone remembers him from the Saw franchise. Tell him stuff, Dan. You can find the show at NetflixandSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. That includes where you can find the podcast, uh, where you can find our social medias, uh, pretty much anywhere at Netflix and Swill, and uh, our Patreon page, where you can contribute to us at any level, and then you uh, can force us to watch stuff like Paul did. Also, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, uh, which is our feelings with Paul. One day, Paul, you'll redeem yourself. It won't be this <laughs> quarter. Who made us watch The Squid and the Whale? Was that? I think that was Nick. Okay. Because that's a, a a Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah, I think that uh, I think Paul had one that was like really good that we liked a lot. And then a bunch of these. Yeah, and remember when he had us watch Temple, even though he knew it was bad? Oh my god. I try not to remember when he made us watch Temple. That's it. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, Until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.